can and should you be friends with non-Christians? That is a debate that I see all the time online. And then I even hear inside of some of my Christian circles. And I feel like, I think we've talked about this before on the show, uh, but I wanted to talk about it again because here we're in a brand new year and we just spent a lot of time with a lot of people because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Welcome to the You, Me, and Jesus podcast. On this podcast, I share all about my experiences growing up with God, growing into the calling that God has had on my life, and experiencing the supernatural. When you're listening to this, you're going to hear from me as well as many of my friends talk about all the experiences we have with God. Some of the things you're going to hear are going to make you go, what? I cannot believe that happened. Other things are going to make you cry, and some things are just going to make you laugh. But you're going to hear all about how we experience God. The goal of this podcast is to help you hear God clearer, get closer to God, and experience all of the supernatural. And so thank you so much for listening to the You, Me, and Jesus podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the You, Me, and Jesus podcast, where we talk about all things you, me, and Jesus. I am your host, Kia Kelly, and I love me some Jesus, and I love to just talk to people. And so today we're having a conversation about whether or not we should and can be friends with non-Christians. And this is something that, you know, I, I debate like, you know, when I'm in certain circles, I want to have a conversation with my Christian friends, but a lot of times, like, I'm not really sure if we can have a healthy conversation about it. So I don't, but I do it here on the show because it's my show or whatever. So I was talking about this in the opening about, you know, the fact that Super Bowl Sunday, like just passed and there was the huge game. There was Taylor Swift. There was Usher doing the halftime show and there was all the things that happened during the Super Bowl commercials and all this type of stuff. And one of the things that also happened around it was Super Bowl parties. And so when you think about Super Bowl parties, you're typically inviting people that you know, people that you don't know. If you are a Christian, like most people aren't like making a list of I'm inviting people to this party because they love football and they're Christian. That's just typically not how people make their list, so to speak. Now, maybe some people did, but I would think that most people wouldn't do it that way. And so I would say that we spent like a couple of hours on Super Bowl Sunday connected with lots of different amazing people. And no, we weren't having God conversations, so to speak, until that amazing commercial came on twice, he gets us. Uh, But even that, you know, only sparked a little bit of conversation. Um, But all in all, like me being at the party that I was at, I knew maybe one or two people. And then it was a whole host of people that I just did not know very well at all. And I was just able to just be there and have fun and all the things. And so it kind of, you know, sparked this thought in my head of should and could we be with friends with non-believers? And 
when I think about that, I like to go to like Jesus in the Bible. So we're going to go on Google real quick because you know, I love pulling up Dr. Google. And so we're going to search. I can't remember what the name of the scripture is, but it's a scripture where Jesus ate with sinners, right? And I know, you know, all about the whole scripture when Jesus ate with sinners, but I'm going to look it up and I'm going to read it. Okay. So it says, uh, in the Bible, Jesus eats with sinners in Matthew 9, 10 through 17, Mark 2, 15 through 22 and Luke 5. 29 through 29 through 39. Okay. Um, all right. So let's just read this phrase that I have here, the scripture that I have here on my screen on Google. It says the Pharisee rebuked Jesus for eating with sinners to which Jesus responds. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Okay. So let's see if we can find another one here on Google. Uh, so, so again, this is Matthew 9, 10 through 13. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, why eateth your master with public uh, publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they be, they that be whole, not need a position, but they that are, but they that are sick. Same, so same scripture, but in the King James version, I don't know about y'all, but the King James version, I'd be like, what, what did Jesus say? He thou what? I just don't get it. So I'm all about like the new living translation. But anyway, so basically what I get from that scripture is that I go and be with people who are sick, who need a healer, not around among people who are well. So Jesus spent time with people who needed him. Right. And so when I think about that for us, I feel like, well, if we are like, we're going to do greater things than Jesus did. And we walk with Jesus, then Mm, I'm pretty sure that means that we need to be around people who are sick and not just those that are well now to a degree. Okay. So what do I mean by that? So I feel like that if you've got a bunch of people, a bunch of friends, they're all drinking, they're all smoking, they're all getting drunk. They're getting ready to get a car and drive. They're getting ready to go and do something crazy. That is not, that is not, the scripture does not apply. I do not think that God is saying, go get in the car with them because they're getting ready to go and do this, this, and this. No, I don't think that that applies. What I think that this means is that we don't need to be only around Christians, only around people who know God, who know the Bible, who are confessed Jesus as their Lord, right? Because these people don't need us. Like we all need Jesus, but they don't need us. Whereas we are supposed to be the light in a dark place, right? We are supposed to be the salt of the the earth, meaning that the earth is saltless. We are salty. We're supposed to go into the world and ignite, you know, people's taste buds, so to speak, with our saltiness. We're supposed to light up dark environments with our light. We're not supposed to go and be the light and let the darkness make us dark with them. No, we're not supposed to go and sprinkle our salt and then become saltless. No, does that right make sense? So when I think about should we or could we be friends with non-believers, my answer is always yes. My answer is always yes. And the reason I say that is because sometimes people are concerned that hanging around certain people is going to have an impact on them. Well, my question is, is like, well, what is your real relationship with Jesus like outside of them? 
What is your commitment like? What is your discipline like? Because if you are afraid that being around this person, these people is going to turn you over there, then there may be some holes, okay, in the bottom of your boat already. Maybe there's some holes in your relationship with God, your faithfulness to God and things of that nature that is causing you, you're already feeling some wavering and then being around people like that could, could call you to the dark side. Don't get me wrong. If I, how do I say this? So I'm currently single and I love men. I love a good, handsome man, a well-dressed man. I love a man that wears cologne. Yes, honey. I love a man that wears cologne. And so if I meet a man, he's, he's single, he's well-dressed, he's cologne, he's physically fit, he's into me and all this stuff, I can be his friend. But if he is inviting me to go to his house by myself to watch a movie, No, (laughs) that is danger. That is like danger, like stranger danger. That is danger. That is not God saying like, Hey, you should go and be friends with him or whatever, whether he is a believer or not, because that is just way too much temptation. But what I do believe is that let's just say that same man I'm talking about is a non-Christian. I do believe I can be friends with this man, but that definitely means that like, obviously I should have boundaries because here's the deal. If a man is hot and handsome and well-dressed and smells good and loves Jesus and he invites me to his house by myself, I'm not going over there either. Why? Because just because he loves Jesus don't mean I'm not tempted by looking at you. Does that make sense? That's just me. Okay. But again, if he is a non-believer, um, I'm definitely not going to his house, but I can still be friends with him because what I believe is that I should be so salty. I should be so lit. I should be so on fire for God that every single time people get around me, that they are just like, what is, what is going on? What, what experience am I having? Because they are around me, who I am and me showing up should have an impact on them. Okay. So I'll give you a funny experience. So, you know, the Super Bowl this year, the, the halftime performer was Usher. I've known, you know, of Usher's music since forever. I know all his music from like back in the day. It's just, is what it is. You know, I love Jesus, but I know Usher. And so I'm at this party. So funny. I'm the only African-American at this party. So I wasn't quite sure how they were going to act with Usher because Usher's African-American. But I was like, I'm going to do what I would do whether they're here or not. And I'm getting up. So I cut the TV all the way up. The TV was really quiet, but for whatever reason, whatever. So, and then he starts performing and I am singing and I am dancing and I have my phone recording me in front. I just got it down there just to record me. And I am just having fun. Certain songs come on. I, I know certain dance moves. I mean, I'm having a time. I'm having a time. And I don't know what's happening around me because I am focused on Usher. I am just me being me having a time. And when the, when he finished, somebody said, I want to send you some pictures, some photos. And I'm like, Oh, airdrop it to me. I ain't think nothing of it. But then I go put up the airdrop videos and people are around me taking videos of me having a time and all this stuff. You can see people behind me laughing, not in a bad way, but they were just giggling and all that. And I was having a time, you know what I mean? Just a time for 13 minutes, you know what I mean? And then the entire Super Bowl, I'm in marketing. So I love every single commercial and I'm giving commentary and all that to the commercials. And what ended up happening by the halftime, 
people would call me into the room and say a commercial's on, a commercial's on. Whereas at first, nobody was paying attention to anything. But my excitement and zeal for the commercials was causing people to be excited about the commercials. I kept saying, where is Doritos and where is Budweiser? They always have commercials. And they were like, well, maybe not this year. And I was like, man, they always have a commercial. And then when the commercial came on, everybody was so excited. They were like, there's Budweiser, there's Doritos. And I was like, yeah, I knew it was gonna happen. And so by the end, everybody was like, they were just different, you know? And it wasn't because I was preaching Jesus or whatever. I was just being me. I was just being myself. And it gave me an opportunity to just be around people, you know? And oftentimes I just like to just be around people. And one of the things that often happens when I'm around people is people start to ask me about me because that's what we do with people. We meet somebody and we start asking about them and me, I am who I am. I love God. And so somehow in the conversation, God comes up and they go, they want to know more. So then I start talking about my relationship with God and how he's led me here, led me there and given me these creative ideas for my business and all that stuff. And it opens up dialogue with people in a way that couldn't happen at church. That couldn't happen. They were coming to my ministry event or whatever, but like they get to just encounter me. You know what I mean? So like I'm getting ready to move back to Houston this summer and I'm going to start just having little events, just connecting with people. And guess what's going to happen? I'm going to meet people and we're going to I'm going to talk about God because that's just who I am. And what's going to happen is that people are going to start to become drawn to me, but then I'll be able to lead them to him. So I had some people when I lived in this old apartment complex, one of the people was having all these dreams at night. And finally one day they called me into their office and was like, I just, I'm having this reoccurring dream and they're just going on and on and on. And they're like crying. And then I start to interpret the dream for him. And he is just like, crying even the more. And you know, but that couldn't have happened. He wouldn't have trusted me with his dreams or with the ability to interpret his dream. Had I not been who I am and consistent and hanging out with them, even though they weren't practicing Christians, they were out doing whatever it is they were doing. And we were not running in the same circles. Right. But like, I just truly believe that if we're going to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and we're going to draw people to Jesus. And that means we can't be with the people that's just with Jesus. We have to be a allowing ourselves to be around people who are not around Jesus. You know what I mean? Who are not sold on Jesus. Okay. And we have to find these like creative ways to just be and just draw people to him. Right. And you know, if you're somebody and you're like wavering in your faith, then maybe not, you know, you're waving in your discipline. Maybe not. If you get tempted by certain things, maybe don't go there. You know, like I, if, if a group of people went to the strip club, I ain't going one, it's just not my scene. But then two, if I'm there, I'm a look. Right. And so because I'm a look, I'm like, I'm just ain't going because I already know me that I'm just not going, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about a strip club and it was men. Okay. Uh, I'm not going, I'm not going with women either, but I'm just saying if it was a man, I would look why I like men, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm just not going, you know, if people are going to be in an environment and they're going to watch porn, I'm not going. Why? I enjoy engaging in intimacy. I was married once. And so the, to see it is going to entice me. I ain't going. I'm just not because I know how it's going to make me feel and what's going to make me want to do. Right. But I will hang out with people in general. Right. If my friends are going to the bar and there's a place where I can order a salad, a water or a soda, I can go. Right. But if they want to go to the club, right. And they want to go and do their thing at the club, I'm not going. That's a place where I was like, that's like my 
kryptonite because music gets me the wrong beat it's, it gets me and so I'm like you know I gotta know I gotta know when to hold them when to fold them you know what I mean so like if my friends invited me to a gay bar one I wouldn't want to go because I'm not you know I like men or whatever but I also wouldn't want to go because I wouldn't want to get hit on you know what I mean which has happened to me before so I'm like y'all if we gonna go out somewhere go hang out it's got to be, you know, all the things going on. I got to be able to go get me some water and some soda and I can hang with y'all. No big deal. But I'm going home by this time. They're like, no problem. They get it because they know who and how I am. You know what I mean? But most likely I'm not going to a bar. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm not at a club, but I go to a bar. But listen, y'all know what I mean. You get some wings, you get you some, some wedges, you're watching some good TVs. It's, a, it's like about to be March Madness basketball, all that. You know what I mean? At the bar. We're not talking about going to the club. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say here is that we should be so lit up, so so rooted in our relationship with God, so salty that we don't have to just hang around Christians. I don't know about y'all, but it can be boring. If you're hanging around the exact same people doing the exact same things, I'm like, I like basketball. I like dancing. I like cooking. I like getting my nails done. I like shopping. I like getting massages. I like doing all these types of things. And so sometimes the people that are Christians with me, they don't want to do all that. So I'm like, I'm not going to not do it with friends just because y'all don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, I just want to say today that you should be able to be salty and lit in a way that doesn't compromise on who you are or compromise your relationship with God. And you should be able to lead people back to Jesus without it impacting your relationship. Okay. So I do want you to chime in. I do want to know what you think, what you feel, what you believe. Tell me below in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to this on the podcast, come on YouTube at you, me and Jesus and tell us what you think and what you feel. So Thank you so much for listening and watching. Thanks for listening to the You, Me, and Jesus podcast. I'm so honored and thankful that you have chosen to listen to this with us. What we would love more than anything next is for you to write a review. When you write a review on iTunes or Spotify, it actually helps the podcast be found by more people. So if you can do us a huge favor and Give us five stars and write a review and feel free to tell us what you loved about the episode. Thank you for being here. We're praying for you. We love you and we pray the best for you and your life.